Hey, Will. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. We already said hi, but I felt like I needed to say hi to you to start the podcast. We've it's already agreed. It's a different discussion. Yeah, we're good. <laughs> Excellent. Now that we're both good. Okay. I have a question for you. Okay. So who is your favorite Nicolas Cage? Because since hmm. we've been alive, we've witnessed a lot of Nicolas Cage's. I just came up with this question 30 seconds ago, so I won't regale you of Nicolas Cage through the through the ages, but we've certainly watched Treasure Hunting Nicolas Cage, Ghost Rider Nicolas Cage, Face Off Nicolas Cage, Color in Space Nicolas Cage, <laughs> just to name a few. So yeah. is there a role that sticks out for you as one of your favorites? Or what kind of character do you hmm. love seeing him play? Yeah, because I think that's different. Totally. Um, I feel like now my big Nicolas Cage blind spot is Moonstruck. I think that's the big one with Cher that I haven't seen, which I know people love and is kind of considered one of his best roles. I haven't seen it either. Shit. <laughs> so that one aside. Now, I think my favorite role mm -hmm. is probably Raising Arizona. Like, I think that's like my favorite Nicolas Cage. But... Honestly, I think a lot of actors could have been in Raising Arizona. I think he's great in that movie. Yeah. But could I imagine another actor do Face Off? No. Yeah. No, I could not. <laughs> and I think that's my favorite Nicolas Cage. The unhinged Nicolas Cage, but in a artistically driven movie. We're not quite talking about like him in a garbage movie going nuts that's like super yeah. B. I mean, Face Off is a B movie, but it's a... Arguable. <laughs> it's like a, it's a, you know, it's a well-constructed, yes. bizarre film that lives from its absurdity that is in the concept and the roles. So I think that Nicolas Cage, which I feel like that's the drug he's been chasing for the past 15 years... Just like yeah. another kind of face off where he can go bananas, but it be for like the higher purpose of the movie itself. Where a lot of the rules I feel he's kind of got into lately are just like, you know, spectacles, crazy man on the street corner with no real. Yeah. The whole, it's worth it to see for the crazy performance, but the movie itself isn't really that notable. Yeah. What did you just, you just called it the, uh, unhinged Nicolas Cage but I can't remember what you but said but serving a, a greater purpose a greater purpose the greater okay. the artistic purpose artistic purpose okay that's funny because I think my favorite one falls into that exact same category but I think it's also one of my favorite not only character types but also movies and that's him playing the brothers in adaptation oh I take it back <laughs> Now, I take it back to my Raising Arizona more remark. I think I still like that's my favorite cage, but mm -hmm. the adaptation cage is the best cage. It's it's so good. It's unhinged and weird, and he plays two characters, and adaptation itself is such an amazing movie. Yeah. Um if you haven't seen it, absolutely watch it. It's a weird one. One of my one of my favorite movies of the two thousands. I cannot believe I forgot he was he's, in that. He's been in a lot of movies. He's been in a lot of movies. And that was like 
a real weird period for him too. That was, you had things like adaptation, which are really interesting performances on, you know, playing both the brothers, but you also had national treasure where he's playing that yep. kind of more suave detective, know-it-all action hero, kinda, action yeah. hero. And you also have, I'm just completely blanking on my other Nicholas Cage of the town. Oh, like, um, but you also have, something like matchstick men or weatherman how has nicholas cage i mean i know why i know the answer to this but i'm upset we haven't had a nicholas cage in a wes anderson movie because i feel like that level of dramatic nicholas cage was just a little bit of unhingedness or a little bit of oddity or a little bit of craziness would kind of weirdly slip in to Wes Anderson's heightened reality yes. that he produces. I could definitely see Nicolas Cage playing like the Edward Norton in character in some of the cases. In the kind of the same way, yeah. Edward Norton or Willem Dafoe sneak yeah. really well into a Wes yep. Anderson movie. I mean, I, Wes Anderson really kind of just has a Rolodex, though, that he goes through the same one for all his movies. Yeah, he kind of like adds... He has 10 actors, eight the same, adds a couple new ones. Yeah. To his little collection of actors. Yeah. Willem Dafoe is actually a really interesting, like, parallel to Nick Cage. Just in terms of that, sometimes the roles they play. and. Yeah. yeah. I would almost say, I feel like the last at least 20 years of Nicolas Cage have been, maybe more specifically, that's like 10 to 15, but the, Willem Dafoe is kind of the person he's not emulating but the roles he's trying to be yeah. well, Willem Dafoe really has the the crazy man thing oh yeah just down love to it. an art love it yeah both both favorites to watch there's another two-hander I would love to see kind of I in the no same chance. realm as the lighthouse just like just them together still haven't seen it it's on my list oh my I know I know god every time I, I bring it up <laughs> that's because that one and there's a couple that i just can't believe i haven't seen i'm, I'm not going to go through the list because it'll anger you but the, the, the list is there it's there it's just you know. it's just it's there we're talking about nicholas cage of course because we could not pass up the opportunity to see a not straight to video nicholas yes. cage movie the recently re released pig stay with us have your beer shirt on from Phillips. I sure do. Are you drinking one? Absolutely not. Okay, what do you uh, got? I'm actually completely out of beer. I am on a bit of a margarita uh, run so jealous. in this ridiculous heat wave we're having. So went to store yesterday, got some tequila, been all about these margaritas. Did you freshly squeeze a bunch of lime for that? Oh yeah. Freshly squeezed lime limes. on the rocks. Quantro on the rocks. Okay, okay. You're not fucking around. Calcidoras. Some white white tequila. Nice. It's real hitting the spot. Damn. I went to play with our family's new puppy. Uh. So I had a beer while I was over there. And the things that I've consumed so far today are 
an iced coffee, a giant whipped cream donut, and a beer. <laughs> and I feel like I'm about to crash in some way terrible if I didn't just like drink something non-alcoholic. So I'm drinking a bubbly soda. <laughs> nice. Those are delicious, though. Yeah. Zevia? Zevia. Yeah. Zevia? In grape. Mm. It's good. It's good. It's like a grape crush you can feel good about. <laughs> I just need some water before my body goes into like shock you need to rehydrate yeah but now watching you drink that margarita i feel like mistakes were made because that sounds perfect in this kind of like sticky heat yeah we have a real humid heat going on right now mm-hmm. so perfect for the the margarita the pina colada the hawaii five blender drinks the mahama bahama mama what else you got Any blender drinks Mai Tai. Um, the Mai Tai, the Mojito. The... Yeah. So many options. The others. The others, yeah. Blue Hawaiian. Yeah. But alas, next time. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, now that we're hydrated, let's take a look at Pig. I'm looking for a truffle pig. Someone star. I don't understand. Tell me you are. You made the right choice being out there in the woods. There's nothing here for you anymore. There's really nothing here for most of us. Buy yourself a new pig. What are you thinking? So, Kaylin, Pig is a film where Nicolas Cage stars as a reclusive truffle hunter whose pig gets stolen from him, undergoing a pretty big body transformation for the role and starring a loner who's out for revenge. Did Pig meet your expectations now that we've fully talked about how we enjoy unhinged Nicolas Cage? Ooh. Or was the uh, the perhaps change in what we were expecting prove fruitful for you? I would say this movie lived up to my Nick Cage ex- expectations, for sure. But this movie did not deliver what I thought the movie was going to be about from the whispers that I heard about it. You and I were going to watch it two yeah. weeks ago, and I was going to watch it in theaters. So I inevitably ended up reading some of the synopsis of it and even just from a review that I think I didn't mean to catch but caught I've been hearing like parallels drawn between 
Taken's Liam Neeson, but with a pig. Mm-hmm. And uh, what a lot was of the... John Wick. Yes, John Wick, but with a pig. And so you set that certain level of revenge and potentially like violent action movie. And so it surprised me how dark and sad and how much a movie this was really just about people processing grief in different ways. Yeah. Um, so it definitely wasn't what I was expecting, but I really enjoyed it. So a different. it was almost kind of a different Nick Cage too, because while we have talked about the hun- unhinged version, this is in a way that, but in a way just more emotional and sad, really. He plays an unhinged character, but completely internalized. Yeah, yeah. Not in a way we're used to seeing him play 100% externalized. Yeah. Where everything, he's a he's a bouncing atom. This time he's very purposefully burrowed into himself. Yes. And it's a really interesting change. Um, have you seen John Wick? I just want to double check. Oh, yeah, I love it. Okay, okay, good. Because this is very much as if someone just said, I want to make a John Wick film, but where the revenge is forgiveness instead of action. And I think where the... Especially with the casting of Nick Cage, where you're expecting these big outbursts of anger and violence the movie just doesn't give you that it purposely sets the side and said this isn't a movie about taking harm on people or anything like that and the one scene in the movie that is quite violent is very very unsatisfying yeah and it's taken out onto him these revenge that these people are feeling onto him and it's it's brutal and it's hard to watch, but it's also not something that, you know, as a viewer you find entertaining. It's something that that the movie's trying to tell you that this this isn't a satisfying option for you know to get your anger out. It's you need something different. And it's a very interesting counterpoint to a movie like John Wick and how similar they are. Mm-hmm. There's these you know, fantastical, seedy underbellies of these towns. Yeah, it's interesting when you say that because the movies just couldn't be more different for me. Like, it definitely seems like a movie that was made about people, people's lives and how they change and how they deal with mm-hmm. loss and it just so happened that the pig was a really interesting vehicle to tell that story for a reclusive truffle hunter in the pacific northwest you know yeah. like it wasn't like you're like i want to do a movie about a guy who gets his pig stolen because that movie would have turned out a lot different yes. i think <laughs> then i want to tell a movie about you know a guy who's kind of given up on society and has dealt with his own grief in being you know completely just rejecting his old life and living in this one way and he kind of crossed paths with another person who also is dealing with his own kind of grief and the pig just being a really interesting tie between the two of them so yeah it's interesting to think of it that way because they're just they seem so different for me and you're right so unsatisfying um it really isn't that 
it really kind of like signaled to me what kind of movie this was going to be when so basically you know you could copy the john wick plot they're the reclusive man who's very well known in the city who no one really knows where he's gone and he's retired has one companion in the world which is this little pig and after a break-in the pig isn't killed but the pig is taken and then he goes on a adventure to reclaim that pig and he very early on finds out who assaulted and took the pig from him Mm-hmm. and i was surprised how early we found that and i'm surprised that when he found out it was them he just got a little more information and left yeah and that was it and that's the moment where you're like okay any other movie he would have had to chase them down and beat it out of them and you would have got this cathartic moment of violence yeah. enacted upon someone else that was enacted on him and it wasn't that at all no even the other truffle hunters in the area who kind of help him out were just like, you know, please stop. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> stop stealing pigs. That's not, not so cool. Okay, bye. Yeah, I really enjoyed... There's a few movies that I think we've seen over the last year that I'm trying to think of one, but I can't I can't really offhand. Um, where I really didn't know where the story was going. I really didn't know how it was going to play out or end or what kind of path it was going to take and I, I did mm-hmm. really enjoy that about this this one the storytelling how it, it took quite a while to even have any idea of what his own history was like as a chef who was I guess quite well known or renowned in Portland for the work mm-hmm. that he had done you know like you find that out like I want to say halfway through maybe maybe like 30 minutes through. yeah like you kind of get an idea of it when he's he's meets his old friend in the restaurant industry, but you're still not totally sure really. I don't think you really get to see the gravity of it until that absolutely brilliant scene where they sit down in the fancy restaurant. The, the lunch. The yeah. lunch is so good. The Where someone's, you know, got like, tells you what a dish is that I can't, I actually should have like written down what the exact dish is, but like some kind of deconstructed scallop with a dome of cedar smoke over it. And it's just, it's so high dining. Like it's almost yeah. beyond regular food. And it's not a, it's not food. It's an art that you, it's like an experience. Yeah. And in that moment, you're like, man, this guy, Nick Cage is filthy. He does. He's just covered in blood <laughs> and dirt from his multiple brutal attacks throughout the film so far. Yeah. He's sitting down. He really has no intention of eating at all. He's there to what, you know, you assume is the viewer to basically beat the shit out of whoever stole the pig, which is at that point led to be the head chef potentially, or he knows where the pig is. And when the head chef comes out to the table, he's like, oh my God. And he's just can't believe he's in the presence of Nick Cage's character. And you're like, oh, this guy's street cred is like big time. And then it starts to all put into place, like why the young chef or the young, like, um, I don't know what you'd call him, not the forager, but like the food purveyor or whatever is working with him. Yeah, Alex Wolf's character. Uh, yeah. Who, who's who I love in this movie. He's really good. So good. So he's, good. Yeah. He's and so good. he said there's such a good balance together. And you kind of put it all into place of like he's clearly lived a very different life up to this point, you know? Mm-hmm. And or up to the point where he moved into the forest. And 
Yeah. I mean, and also this, that is my favorite scene in the movie where he basically like gut checks this chef and be like, why didn't you Just open your what? Eviscerates your... his entire career path. Yeah. Yeah. These people don't care about you. <laughs> why are you doing this? For for the reviews and the acclaim. <sighs> this movie is actually... Up. He's like, and do you remember the the dish? And of course he does. Like he remembers mm -hmm. the the main dish that was going to be on the menu. Yeah. It's the movie is actually worth watching just for that one scene. It's uh, it's pretty good, pretty brilliant. Yeah, there are two. Well, there's there's a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner scene in this movie, and especially the lunch and then the the climactic dinner. Oh my god, are... I didn't realize that, but of course, yes. Yeah, it's a very like. The breakfast scene isn't really that. It's good. Noteworthy, uh, comparatively, comparatively. I mean, it sets the scene so good for the dinner scene, though, because the breakfast is when you find out about what the parents ate, right? That's when he tells the story of his parents. I believe so. Yeah. 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 And then there's a climactic dinner scene, which is, I mean, just that kind of movie food that you you can taste when they eat it like it's so well photographed and presented that you just you don't know what it's going to taste like but just the the reaction of the best thing you've ever had just fills you and you can, just the reactions and the way it's acted and photographed is yeah you know, just perfect. and and even that scene honestly like well when nick cage alex wolf is that yeah. The same. When Alex Wolf is sent on kind of the shopping list spree of all of these things. Um, and he's like, I don't even know if I can get these things. I still don't know what's happening as the viewer. Like it's not until, and then they start making dinner together and yeah. I still didn't get it. And then they're plating it and they ask the dad to come to dinner. And I'm like, not even then. I don't think did I get it until he, shows them the wine and he's like oh look at the wine your son got and i was like oh yeah. shit like this is not about like a super fancy dinner it's about recreating that dinner that and dinner. it's such like a emotional knife wound almost <laughs> <laughs> like to to have, like be like you said re-experience something that's the best thing you've ever eaten with someone who's no longer really in your life like just absolute devastation at the same time um it really plays on that sense memory that yeah. food yeah that food brings you and the, the dad plays it so well where he eats he doesn't realize it at first either he has to like yeah. take a couple bites before he realizes what he's eating there's a moment where i think at the beginning he he like swishes and then smells the wine and then tastes it and then there's just just this pause where he, before he really puts his wine glass down, mm -hmm. that something just clicks in him. He has yeah. no idea what's going on. He's like, what is this stupid show? I'll play into it, whatever. And then there's just hit. And then he starts eating the, the bird. And it's just, it just, this waterfall, this yeah. dam breaking of yeah. memory of happiness that's gone. Yeah. Um, that's again, super anticlimactic for what you think's gonna happen and at the same time so emotionally fulfilling mm -hmm. and it's kind of 
it's kind of like a foodie movie without being all about the food. You know, like I'm kind of like reminded of chef a little bit in this movie where that's way more of a foodie movie to me. Um, like in that's terms about of like, the food porn. About yeah, exactly. Bringing out the delicious food, things and be like mm, the food porn so shots and how they're like, yeah, how they're photographed. And but this one, I loved the the element of the foodie culture. Like even how to your point of the breakfast, lunch, and dinner, which I'm realizing is like a full course, like a full yeah. da- daily meals, which I didn't notice in the time. But that each of the chapters are identified by meals and they're written in the way you would see them on a menu. Yeah. So it which even when that first one starts, I'm still not seeing it as like Nick Cage as like a chef. But by the end, you kind of, the chapters make a lot of sense and it feels, I don't know, it just feels like they've really done a good job of referencing the power of food and the power it has to like bring people together and affect affect you really. Like even the scene in the bakery when after all this time he's talking I was about gonna the say, yeah. salted sa- the salted baguette. Salted something, yeah. Yeah. And you're just like, you know, like when you have something good. Oh, you know what? This is a really, this is a better question than what is our favorite Nick Cage movies. But sometimes do you ever get asked the question, like, what's the favorite, your favorite thing you've ever eaten? Of course. Right? And yeah. Like you have like a couple high points in your life of like things that you've eaten and knowing it'll never be replicated. And sometimes it's the food, but it's also the experience and who you're with and everything, yeah. right? And I always think about the lunch that you, me, and Christiane and, yeah. and Reed went on with that insane steak in Florence. Yeah, the little place right outside of Florence, like just on the city skirts in the on the hill. No one's there. Where we had steak Florentine, completely empty. The chef comes by and cuts everything right there. The, the entire vegetables. Thing, the entire order is done in Italian. We didn't order anything. We didn't know anything. Ordered, and they spin it around. They just cut this steak. The house wine, which was maybe one of the best wines I've ever had to this day. Yeah, I, I, if someone had served that to me again, I would be brought back in an instant. And just the power, like how affecting those memories are like they're just they have all the senses even involved when they're about food mm-hmm. and I, I love that because I feel like that maybe hadn't been in other movies before in that same way in, some, in that same power way until this movie it's a hard thing to replicate and I agree this movie does a fantastic job and I was gonna say well, one of my other favorite scenes in this movie is just such a little small moment where after he goes to the bakery and gets the salted baguette, um, he takes a couple of these little, I don't know, triangle, whatever they are, little pieces of pastry or bread. And she gives him one and he asks for a second. And then when he meets up again with Alex Wolf's character, he, he gives him one and they just eat it in the car together. And, it's just such a like little beautiful little moment of the the meaning behind of just sharing food with someone. Yes. About being considerate and giving and just having that moment of thoughtfulness and you know wanting to have that experience with with somebody. Yes. And having it together is it's exactly. just a one like you know he gets it's like that. a five second moment and it's just wonderful. No, I love that part too because also up until that scene. 
it doesn't even seem like Alex Wolf needs to be there. Like Nick Cage is a train, a nonstop pig yeah. finding train. <laughs> you know, Alex is just kind of like holding onto his coattails in the like restaurant underbelly of Portland, right? Like it's it doesn't even matter yeah. that he's there. And then in that moment, it definitely feels like Nick Cage is kind of relenting in that he he's acknowledging that they're kind of on this journey together. And it's like, here, have this. I love that he gets it. And you just know in that moment, he's like, this is going to be really good. Like, I, 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 wanted, <laughs> I want another to share it because, yeah. Like, I guess that was maybe um, like the ba- old sous chef at his restaurant or something. Yeah, it seems like that. And, you know, if you haven't seen this movie, you, you should. But it seems like when the whole imp- impetus between between him or behind him going away from Portland and out of his restaurant was his wife dying. And so he just, he left and I guess gave it to his sous chef or one of the chefs in the restaurant who kept it going for a few years before, or I get, I'm assuming it's the pastry chef. That would make more sense. Or no, maybe, because, no, because no, he's right. like, you're right. So you're a baker now. Yeah, you're right. Um, who kept it for a few years before turning it into her bakery. Yeah. Which, yeah, they're just a... There's so many great moments of human connection beyond the the food memory stuff, too. When he talks to his, you know, the, the baker, they're just this... There's this idea that, you know nepotism is kind of a thing of you know it's oh it's about who you know but it's also about the connections you make with these people and them willing to bend over backwards for you because they know you and love you and appreciate you mm-hmm. and there's so much of that there like um the baker and the old lady who runs like a um cemetery Slash crematorium slash crematorium, wine cellar. Slash wine cellar. <laughs> yeah. Who's like, oh, he needs this wine. Calm down because, you know, you know he's been such a thoughtful part of her life mm-hmm. that you're willing to bend over backwards and probably just give away. It's like, oh yeah, it's like this probably $2,000 bottle of wine. Just take it or probably or more than that. Holding his, you know, a place in his, yeah. her, I don't or know what you call it. A but decade or whatever. Pardon? Probably for like a decade or however Yeah, like his wife is um, interred there. She's not buried, but she's in one of like the interior ones and she's holding the one beside for him, probably because he's not ever visited. He deals with his grief in a way that doesn't allow him to come there and and visit and think about Mm -hmm. his own death or really acknowledge hers. I mean, he can't even listen to the video cassette tape of her voice, you know, like he's he's in deep in terms of depression sadness about it so yeah absolutely it definitely feels like he affected many of the people's lives when he was when he was there Mm. that always always comes back around you know what this movie actually reminded me of now that we're talking about it and i can't believe i didn't think about this till now but it feels a lot like first cow (laughs) yeah in, it really does. In even just how it even just how it's filmed, like it looks a lot like it in some ways, and maybe that's just like the outside rainforest, like the it literal really lo-fi feel to it. And yeah, a lot of nature shots of like 
very specific sayings in the same way when they'd be forging in first cow yeah these very specific shots of what they're doing yeah especially when he's foraging at the very beginning of the yeah the first part is but even just the adventure part after too right where they're it's two people on kind of an adventure together of survival slash revenge but yeah it's just and then and then the focus on food too in both movies yeah just interesting it's funny because this movie takes a weird turn into this like fantastical sleazy kitchen underbelly loved it which i love but i could have done without yeah i 100 you like it's this weird little like journey into like this fight club in the old (laughs) ruins of portland which in any other movie i would have been like yeah let's go down this you know waiter beating up chefs for money um weird fight club that i would have been into in almost any other film and it's super interesting in the moment but then you're just like it could have been completely cut out of this movie and you probably would have got you maybe you would have needed a jump and a you know excitement or violence somewhere in that movie otherwise but you really don't need it no, you're right. You totally don't. And even in that mo- that moment, I was like, what is going on? Like, it just takes a real vibe turn in that tar- in that part. Yeah, when he's going like, all right, we pull this thing out and there's this old door and it goes down to old Portland. We're, We're right like, back awesome, into national great. treasure. And I'm like, great, where are we going with this? I'm like, a fight club. Okay. Huh. <laughs> where it's based off of names and... You know, probably old front stats that you've yelled at for years because of yeah. abuse of kitchen culture. Get to like, all right, I got my swings in for 90 seconds or a minute or whatever. I liked the part I did like about that is the fact that it wasn't all good what he left behind. Like that one chef is pissed yeah. and it's yeah. never really articulated why that is, whether he left someone hanging with whatever when he left or whether he was just a dick to them or... Did you know? Did that really ever come out? No, but for some reason, there's people, you know, probably got fired by him. or Yeah, or even like a rival chef, potentially, because yeah. he kind of goes off on a no one cares who you are. No one even knows you anymore. Like he's got some unresolved anger towards Nick Cage's character. And so I did kind of like that because everyone else's memory of him is quite positive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just feel like at some point there must be a nugget of truth in the story of an underground fight not maybe an official fight club but the idea of just like people in the restaurant industry like coked out and drunk after shift beating people up for money like for sure that happens somewhere (laughs) that 100 percent happens yeah like i don't think that was just pulled out of pure fiction i think we can't publish this but it's a thing yeah and i think that that's too weird to not be true so i liked it being included I will say my favorite line from the movie might be in the lunch scene where after realizing who Nicolas Cage is, the head chef sits down, like pours two big things of wine and starts going into how much he adores him and just stops a moment and just asks him like, do you need medical attention? (laughs) 
something that not enough movies have someone ask yeah <laughs> like wait a second do you need to go to a hospital right now you don't look okay yeah yeah he doesn't look okay even after he, he sleeps really one night hagger him a lot so you actually just said something i didn't notice is like his body transformation and that's true yeah is it like putting on weight it looks like he's put on like he looks big he does look big, yes. It's more than just it's like... It's hard to tell, though, because he's wearing a he's lot so of clothes. He's so swollen, too. He's so dirty. <laughs> he's so it's, dirty. It's really hard to tell, but um, he looks... He does look different. I mean, he's getting old, obviously. We are all getting older. Mm -hmm. But he does look a lot different than roles even not that long ago. You know what he looks very different from in this movie? What? When he's in Willy's Wonderland which I watched right after Pig, which is on Netflix right now. What is that? I feel like I didn't get my fill of Nicolas Cage being insane. Uh-huh. And it's a very not good movie about a possessed, like, Chuck E. Cheese mm -hmm. and him mm -hmm. getting stuck there the night. And it's basically Nicolas Cage beating up possessed animatronics. All right. All right. It's great. You know, he's got such range, this guy. <laughs> such such range. And weirdly, I think he acts less outward emotion in that movie than in Pick. All right. All right. Good to know. That'll be my backup backup watch if I need something this afternoon. Any final thoughts? There's a great pig in this movie. Mm-hmm. Excellent pig. In fact, not enough of the pig, really. We we need more pig. Yeah. Um I think they should remake do a do a fictional version of a dramatic version of the documentary Truffle Hunters and um recast one as one of the guys as Nicolas Cage and the other one as Willem Dafoe. Oh my god, I'd watch that. I'd watch god, that I would sure. watch that. That's kind of just spitballing, but that sounds <laughs> amazing. Those two together. Uh, deranged truffle hunters actually one now of. just thinking about it that's actually one of my favorite parts I think I, I I said other favorite parts but a great part is when you find out he doesn't even need the pig to find the truffles yeah. when he finds out that the pig has unfortunately and very sadly died in its capture and he's just trying to find it because his his best and only friend and he never really needed the pig for his life you know his uh his career <laughs> to make money or anything like that it was just his friend yeah, it's that thing where I feel like you got the sense that was the reality of it. Maybe not that, you know, the power was in Nicolas Cage all along, mm -hmm. but that the, that it was, it obviously wasn't just a, I need that pig for my job, for sustenance kind of thing. But that's how it was always played. Mm -hmm. And when he says that, he's like, the pig's, the pig's just a pig. It's a truffle hunting pig, but it's not. I take it where I know stuff is. It's, mm -hmm. it's the joint. But just, you know. Because the emotion wouldn't the emotion wouldn't hit if it was just a self a tool. <laughs> yeah, if it was a. If it was a self inflicted. Drama or trauma to himself. If it was just because of greedy material needs, it wouldn't yeah. it wouldn't hit. That would be something that I mean, you always know they're like 
obviously friends like working together like, you obviously know he cares about the pig like it has a cute little bed right besides his bed oh, and yeah. like they share that like mushroom tart oh my the, god that mushroom tart in the first scene uh. and, yeah more food porn man it's good uh yeah but like the moment where he just says he didn't even need it you know you can just feel how heartbreaking it is yeah they're like you know we'll get you another pig and yeah it's like, like not it's, about it's, the, the pig. pig didn't matter it wasn't, yeah. about the, it wasn't about the truffles yeah it wasn't about the truffles but yeah i really i really did enjoy this movie i was curious to know how it would be and um another movie kind of like the green knight where what i thought i was going into i definitely was not and sometimes that's really refreshing yeah so. yeah especially when it lays down a track that you know you've seen before you're like okay here's the plot here it's a new twist on the same old thing and you're just you know trying to find the differences in it and then you realize the whole point is different the whole middle and end is different it may start the same but we're going in a completely different direction which is yeah yeah really refreshing and and really effective yeah totally all right well I give this movie three and a half mushroom tarts out of five. Yeah, I'm kind of deciding between, maybe I'll give it 3.75. I don't know what our increments are, but I do feel like I liked it more than some of the other three and a halves. Yeah. 3.75 mushroom tarts out of five. Mm, That's a good amount of mushroom tart. So next week... Will and I are going to be watching the new movie with Adam Driver, Adam Driver. and who else is in it? Marion Cotillard. Yep. Annette. Annette. It's music by the Sparks Brothers. I'm very excited. Do we want to say what it's about? Do we know what it's about? I don't. It's a musical. Great. Great. <laughs> Have you seen Holy Motors? No. This was the. This was. The movie that the director he did it about you know seven eight nine ten years ago Mm -hmm. um that's really really good it's 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 it is really good it's out there it's okay wait there's like a leprechaun there's this guy plays like 20 different roles oh my god i'm into this eva mendez is in it out of nowhere from the from french director leos carax who's um just a madman love it so i'm i'm really excited to see what he cooks up yeah i i love usually getting like a baseline measure for a director if this is their second or third i think it's really interesting to see how people evolve like creatively so well, i will 100 percent watch that try to watch holy motors and if you don't i don't think it's gonna matter okay. because nothing can or ever will be like holy motors all right in the, in the rest of cinematic history or future I mean, you're really making me want to see it, though. <laughs> it's, it's it's worth seeing. It's okay. a trip. It's a trip. All right. Maybe I'll watch it tonight. Um, yes. So we will be watching Annette next this week. Um, coming to Amazon Prime, at least in Canada, on August 20th. So go out and see it if you can or yeah. catch it on streaming services. But that will be our movie for next week. So thanks for listening and we will see you then. See you then.